This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial on in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. It is the Saturday edition of the show, and as always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Okay, join us again, freetalklive.com. We're going to uh, talk to you about anything, but I actually wanted to start out uh, the show tonight with a, a story about college. Is it possible that college is uh, more than a little bit overrated? In fact, some of the uh, so-called experts are saying that it might very well be. story is out of Columbia, Missouri, the very same town where a cop shot some dogs recently. In a town dominated by the University of Missouri's flagship campus and two smaller colleges... Higher education is practically a birthright for high school seniors like Kate Hodges. She's a 3.5 grade point average, a college savings account, and a family tree teeming with advanced degrees. But in June, Hodges is headed to the Tulsa Welding School in Oklahoma, where she hopes to earn an associate's degree in welding technology in seven months. She said, they fought me so hard, referring to disappointed family members. They still think I'm going to college. The notion that a four-year degree is essential for real success is being challenged by a growing number of economists, policy analysts, and academics. They say more Americans should consider other options, such as technical training or two-year schools, which have been embraced in Europe for decades. As evidence, experts cite rising... It does amaze me how many core requirements it, it, it's, it's required to get through anything. I mean, just this, these courses that really have nothing to do with your, with your degree. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm going there to learn a particular thing. Why do I need to take this other thing? I never really understood that either. It's just it, that's the way it is. It's right? padding. Like you know, when you that's sell some, when you sell somebody something, it's nice to sell them all the extras too. The yeah, stuff they don't need. Yeah, they've got a they've got a system for selling a lot of extras. Right. So if you want X, you have to do Y and Z as well, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, so college is whatever. Is, is, sorry, story says that, uh, that experts cite rising student debt. Stagnant graduation rates and a struggling job market flooded with overqualified degree holders. They pose a fundamental question. Do too many students go to college? I don't know if that's the right question. Do you think that's, the, that's what the issue is? Is that there are too many people going to college or is it that uh, just in general college is a bad deal? Well, I think it's. I, I think, think it's. It's gotten to be less of a good deal over time. Recent, re- relatively recently, in the ta- last ten years, rates for tuition have really gone up, especially at the four-year universities, and it's that it takes that much longer to recoup it when you're sitting out there with a student loan at seven percent hanging over your head while you're you know doing whatever it takes to to make a living at that point because it's not like they guarantee you jobs or anything. How could they? No, uh, there's no way they could do that. How many people? I know it's the vast majority of people that graduate with a degree that are not working in that degree field. And people will say, "Well, some people just look for a college degree, and it doesn't matter what it's in." And that's true. the The sort of you know the the generation before mine, the baby boomers, really felt that you had to have a college degree to build to be anything in this world. And it's just not true anymore. I mean, I'm supporting my wife who's staying at home with my son while I pay off her college degree. I mean, she she's never made as much as I do. Yeah, uh, Julia, a lady a friend of mine, she, I guess her dad was an academic. He went to college and is still going to college for like a master's or something like that. And uh, his wife put him through college 
by working as a manager, a, a sales manager at a restaurant, real hard. You know, she she busted her butt so he could go to college to get a master's degree so he could teach college. And the guy's still in debt in his fifties. Of course he is. So want to know from you. I mean, there's a little more to the story. Some some people that they are they're talking about what their experiences have been. But more interestingly to me is what your experience has been. Have you gone to college and you now have this hanging debt over top of you and it's just crushing you? Or is was college a really good uh, way to spend your time and money? Is it has it been a good return on investment? What has your your situation been? Or have you been as we have been, Mark, successful? Uh, without having gone to college. But we went to college. We just didn't finish it. Well, okay, true. I did go to a two-year school, but it didn't do anything for me. I already had my job in radio by the time I was into the... Before I got into college, yeah. I was in radio. Yeah, if you're if you're in a career uh, besides, say, lawyer, engineer, um, you know, something like that, and you went to college and it worked for you, please call in. <laughs> I want to hear that. I want to hear about somebody who went for communications. I want to hear about somebody who went for liberal arts and that that was, was invaluable that, to them. There was a guy that I worked with down south who went had gone to the University of Florida for radio and television broadcasting and was the program director of uh, the radio station. Mm. That doesn't mean that. Hey, doesn't how many, mean I couldn't. How have many program directors have you met that didn't have those degrees? It, right. It doesn't mean that I couldn't have ever become a program director either. Uh, so, want to hear from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What your story has been, Martin Scaglioni, the president and chief operating officer of Workforce Development for ACT, the Iowa-based not-for-profit be, uh, best known for its college entrance exam. He says college is what every parent wants for their child. The reality is they may not be ready for college. President, yeah, I think that, I don't think anybody should go to college right out of high school unless you have something, unless it's being given to you for free. Um, it seems to me you should get out there in the work world and figure out, you know, what, what life's like. That way, you at least know um, what it is that you're you're trying to earn a degree to do. Because I just feel so many kids die. <laughs> They they don't they don't even know what they're trying to earn a degree for. They're Most, just going to they're just going to thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth grade. It's party it's party school, you know. It's 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 high school with cigarettes, as I've heard it being be called. And in fact, a lot of college kids change their major a number of times before they finally settle on something. Because by that point, that they've been in it for a couple of years, and they better settle on something because their time's running out. Yeah, and, and then of, what do they do with that degree? I mean, I got a friend of mine who's got an archaeology degree. It. What they wait tables. <laughs> Uh, but f- f- the statistics show that 36% of full-time students starting college in 2001 earned a four-year degree within the allotted time, meaning they did it in four years. Even with an extra two years to finish, meaning six years total, that group's graduation rate increased only to 57%. So after six years, uh, a significant portion, not quite a majority, but a significant portion of college students, they haven't even graduated yet. Spending more time in school also means greater overall student debt. The average student debt load in 2008 was $23,200. And I, I don't know if that means, let's see, that, that's nearly a $5,000 increase over five years. Two-thirds of students graduating from four-year schools owe money on student loans. Uh, so $23,000 is the average debt load. Now, right. I, I presume that means That's a for sweet all... way to start life, huh? Wait, With does... $23,000 in the red. Does that mean that it's the average debt loan just for the year 2008, or does that mean for four-year students that have graduated in 2008? Is, it, is that graduating students? The impression that I got, and I don't know, I can't, I can't answer that, um, is that uh, you know, that's, what people, that's the debt that people graduate with. I'd, I'd like to hear from you on this one. Uh, what has your experience been with college? What did, how, how much debt did you have... When you graduated, 
if you graduated. Of course, a number of people drop out, then they get debt, and they don't even have the degree. So what was your story, and how are you dealing with it? I, we've heard from people on, the, on this topic in the past that have just had just terrible stories of crushing levels of debt in their life. They just can't pay it. That's all. I mean, they leave, they leave college with a with a tremendous, you know, five-figure debt, if not more, and they go out into the work world and they simply can't get a job in the field that they're looking for. And if they do get a job in the field they're looking for, the entry pay is so incredibly low that they that they just they, they're not paying on those debts. They can't. While the unemployment rate for college graduates still trails the rate for high school graduates, 4.9% versus 10.8%, the figure has more than doubled in the less in less than two years. A uh, four-year degree in business, what's that get you, asked Carl Christopher, placement counselor at the Columbia Area Career Center Vocational Program. He says a shift supervisor position at a store in the mall. Uh, I can tell you that I know people who've become assistant managers without having uh, you know, college right, degrees. Right, it doesn't get you that. That's where you end up, and you yeah. could have it anyway. Because that those four years, if you use those four years to, to work, work your way up, you know, yeah. and you're you're getting a, a regular job in the regular world, and you're getting paid to learn as well, as opposed to paying to learn. That's a, that's I think a tremendous difference. These young people that are going to college are paying stuffy academics to tell, to tell them, them what to do what they need to know whereas if you're spending the four years working you're learning what you need to know and you're collecting a paycheck at the same time you come out of that four years ahead hopefully if you haven't just spent all your money and after college you come out behind the ball every single time unless your parents are paying for it for you or some scholarship your thoughts at 800-259-9231 what's your story American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Got our Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See our newest Shriner, Catherine Bleich. Uh, thanks to... Taryn over at the LCL Report for submitting her validation video. Ladies, you can find out how to become part of the Shrine, and you can see the Shrine, of course, by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're like I used to be, just dragging through the day all tired and run down, let me tell you about what two little capsules of New Zealand's Nature Bee has done for me. It fixed a problem that I had, uh, my digestive problem that I had for years. And now here's Mike Buck to tell you how to get the 2010 health fix right now. All the way from Hawaii, listening to Free Talk Live online. And hey, look, you're right. You know, your health is your most important thing. Energy, concentration, regularity, the step in your step to do all the things you want to do with 100% natural plant pollen from Clean Green New Zealand. Every vitamin, every mineral, every amino acid you could need, and it's not going to hurt your wallet either. Well, we already know that so many people are already feeling better by taking Nature Bee, but maybe there are people out there that have questions about what's in it and what's, uh, what's so special about it. Tell us about potentiated bee pollen. It is 100% natural, organic vegetable food, not processed by the bee, but collected by the bee. 
potentiation. That's our exclusive process that unlocks the power of pollen. Kind of like opening up a walnut or a coconut in my neck of the woods to get at that sweet meat inside. You digest more of ours. That makes it a better deal. And let me tell you, speaking about a better deal, how about this? By this time next week, you can be feeling as good as we all do with a money-back guarantee from Nature Bee. Six-month supply, $99.95 plus delivery. We throw you three more months for free. Comes right to your door when you make the toll-free call to Auckland, New Zealand. Now, there's a stretch. one 834 You know, it, it really is a great deal. You can get uh, six months with three months free for ninety nine ninety five by calling 866-834-8355. Now, write it down, 866-834-8355 or naturebee.com. All right, we continue and take your phone calls here. We started out the show with the topic about college, but of course, you're welcome to bring up anything you want. My question, though, for you is, what was your experience? What has your experience been? Uh, have you graduated recently? If so, how much debt do you have hanging over your head? What What are the payments yeah. like? What What? How does that is make it worth life? it? I mean, how many young people are out there, and the parents of young people are out there listening right now that say, you know, should I be paying these tens of thousands of dollars for this education? Will they use it? So what is your story? Let's go to Trey uh, to start things out here in uh, listening to uh, WSC-FM in Charleston, South Carolina. Trey, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, I mean, uh, basically I started going for an education degree, you know, but before this whole recession thing, because I thought that's what I really wanted to do with my life. And uh, I started and I, I got a couple years into it. And um, so the recession hit and I thought I didn't really have a chance at that. And um, now I've just decided to get a small a small business degree. It's going to take me about two years. I've got a uh, half the courses wrapped up, so I'm looking at about eighteen months. I'm only three grand in the hole, and once I once I get that paid off, I'm looking to get in a small business loan and uh, hopping on a step van with a flat top in it and hawking barbecue sandwiches and hot dogs wherever I want to. <laughs> so, nice. Do you need Do you need a small business degree to run a roach coach? Or I mean, is it the only way um, you can get the loan? It makes me more credible for the loan, and basically I'm, I want to save some money to actually save up for the step van and uh, have some money backing for capital. And I don't even know if I'm so much going to need a loan as I've kind of looked over my prices and whatnot so far, and I should be able to get out with equipment for under fifteen grand. So Yeah, I'd, I I'd that think up, that you would think that there's somebody out there trying to get out of that business that you can get into with theirs mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, Hit the construction sites and the beach. I mean, fifteen grand though. I mean, what is that a year at uh, at some colleges? Fifteen thousand bucks. What does college cost for uh, for a year these days? I guess it depends on where you go. But I mean, even community college could be uh, as much as ten ten or twelve thousand. Yeah, it right? could. Oh yeah, I mean, I've I've been getting out with the uh, South Carolina Education Lottery. They go ahead and pay about nine hundred dollars of the eighteen hundred dollars tuition. So after what I pay for tuitions and books, I've been taking loans for about twelve hundred a semester. And I've got a couple semesters under my belt now. So uh, this year I should start getting Pell Grants, though, so I will probably even get a couple hundred dollars back that I can start throwing into my slush fund. And, uh, I mean, the main reason I kind of – I was thinking about going into small business loans so I can eventually become a restaurant tour, but I kind of want to make it to New Hampshire, so I don't want to buy a restaurant in South Carolina and then have yeah. to, to pack up that shop. If I'm, if I'm in the step van, I'm completely mobile and – Come up north and sell true southern style barbecue sandwiches. And oh yeah, you, you'll do great up. because they're. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, it's hard to find good barbecue up, uh, up yeah. here in uh, in the Northeast. Um, 
Now, it sounds like you're really doing this college thing right. If you're going to do college, this sounds like the way to do it, to walk away with so little debt. Yeah, and, it and you're, smart to me. It sounds to me like you're going to a community college as opposed to one of these uh, big universities. Oh, how, yeah, yeah, try to think. <laughs> how old were you when you decided to go to college? Because I think that this is crucial. Because an 18-year-old fresh out of high school, doesn't they don't understand money. Well, when I was 18, I was I was working, and I was working too much to go to college. So I put it off. I didn't I didn't start till I was 21, and I'm 23 now. So I didn't really get too far into it yet. But yeah. I mean, uh, Trey, good luck I, out there. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thanks for the story. Let's talk to Jan, listening in Yakima to KUSA. Jan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi, Jan. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I, I totally agree with your uh, opening uh, comments. I, I feel like the whole academia has become a business of its own, sort of like the government. It just keeps expanding. And I'm an RN. I went to, I'm 52 now, and I went to a, a two-year degree, which basically takes three and a half years because you have a lot of prereqs you have to do. And uh, in the nursing field now, you uh, and I, you know, it was really cheap. I lived in California at the time. I'm in Washington State now. Uh, you know, in nursing, you are pretty much guaranteed a job. It's a little tighter job market now. But, uh, and you, you know, you immediately make good money, you know, over 20 bucks an hour in, in my area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now at my at my uh, my uh, right now, I make over forty bucks an hour. So sweet uh, nursing. I, I have some grown kids, and uh, basically none of them have uh, finished college, and they're all doing fine. One of the, one of them did go to technical college, and he went to uh, refrigeration, air conditioning, and he has been. In fact, he moved, he moved to um, from from Oregon to uh, Tucson uh, in the middle of the crash, the economic crash. And he got a job like within two weeks. So you know. And, and what kind of money is he is he making after technical college? He's making probably about thirty bucks an hour now. Um, you know, he gets a lot of overtime. You know, there in the summer. You know, when the um, when it's hot. Yeah, the air conditioners and the refrigerators break down. And, yeah. And may I ask yeah, what? Do you know what he put into? That's the... a great field, and and he has been employed, uh, really good uh, employers ever since he got out. Uh, you know, immediately he was making tw- over twenty bucks an hour. Do you know what he spent uh, on the technical school? I, I know I helped him out with um, with uh, uh, about $10,000. You know, technical colleges is not real cheap, but uh, he was able to. That's a two-year program, and he, he basically, a lot of the guys, it's mostly guys, because, you know, the universities have become female-dominated, and it's all a lot of fluff nowadays. For instance, uh, in nursing now, they're pushing for the BSN, um, you know, and I say the BS stands for what it stands for. <laughs> Thank you for the of- call, Jan. I appreciate hearing from you. At 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Share with us your college experience. Was it worth it? It's Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free 
Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us, including our news updates. You want to get kept in the loop with Free Talk Live? You want to know what's happening as it happens? You will know first. If you're on our news updates list, you can get on the email list. You can join our Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter. So whatever way you prefer to get your news, you can get it all at news.freetalklive.com. Again, that's news. .freetalklive.com. Tonight we're talking about college. Of course, it is always Free Talk Live, meaning you can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. But looking specifically to find out if it was worth it for you. Did you go to college? Uh, if so, how much debt did you graduate with? Do you still have it? How, uh, you know, how old are you now? What is it like living with that? Or maybe you didn't go to college. Maybe you went to, uh, you know, maybe you just worked Maybe you just trained on the job and you moved your way up uh, the the ladder or you struck out on your own as an entrepreneur. What was your situation like? Was college worthwhile? Did you uh, succeed without it? would love to hear your stories. 800-259-9231. So we continue uh, with your calls. Larry, listening somewhere in West Virginia. Larry, you're in Huntington? Yes, sir. So so you're listening on 800-WVHU? Yes. That's oh, very, very interesting. I didn't even know we were on that station. I will have to make a note, because we were on in uh, nearby Charleston, uh, but I didn't know that uh, we were on out there. So anyway, what was on your mind tonight, Larry? Uh, well, I was just going to uh, share my experience with college. First of all, I, I totally agree with you guys that, uh, you know, it's become the American way that, you know, once you graduate high school, it's just automatic. You go to college, and I don't really believe that that's for everyone. Yeah, when uh, it's for the people that run the colleges, that's a real sweet deal for them. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but no, I, I've actually been out of school for a lot of years. I'll, uh, be 40 soon. And, uh, I didn't actually finish college. I, I went for about two to two and a half years, somewhere in that range. And, uh, some people would say made the mistake of, uh, getting a job that was paying me more than my education degree was going to pay me. And, uh, realized that I was going into debt for a, a uh, degree that wasn't going to pay me enough to pay it off in any, like you're saying, any group. Well, kind of time. So you uh, realized this but, while you were in the midst of college? Yeah, actually, I was sitting in the student center one day, and I was looking around, uh, you know, realizing, like I said, that I had this part-time job that if I would go full-time, I would be making more than, uh, you know, most teachers in this area, and, mm. and uh, that's what I was going to school to be. And um, like I said, you know, I, uh, I I was fortunate, though. I grew a lot of uh, debt in that time between uh, Pell Grants and the scholarships and and uh, different things like that, I was able to uh, keep it minimal on the debt. Well, I, I think actually had. I, I think that a lot of uh, kids, you know, they're, uh, I, the scholarship I really feel makes the difference. If you're one of those kids that has managed to get a whole bunch of scholarships, uh, you know, packed in from your high school career, and I don't know how it is you do it, whether you do, you know, you're a star, track star or whatever, then it seems to me, hey, you know, it's probably not that bad of an idea to put life off for a little while while you do while you do the the free college thing, mm-hmm. but. To go in there and sign, you know, get your parents to sign away tens of thousands of dollars, in some cases tens of thousands of dollars every year, but tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt that you're going to start out, it's hard enough just coming out of college and doing things, but coming out of college with twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 hanging over your head, it's crazy. Right. Larry, well, I want to thank you. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, both my parents were disabled, and so they didn't have any income to help them alone. I ended up paying off myself by the time I was about 25. 
Now, how long ago uh, was this that uh, you were in college? It was uh, late 80s, early 90s, and uh, like I said, I mean, you know, now here, I live in a fairly, uh, it's a good-sized town for for West Virginia, but it's not a big town by any means, and, uh, you know, my, I was raised by a dad who came up through the Depression, when I served in World War II, and I really believe that uh, a strong work ethic and character will take you a lot further than a college degree will. Yep, I think you're absolutely right about that. Show up every day on time with a with an attitude where you're ready to work, and you've got you've got college kicked in the pants. Hey, thanks, Larry, for the call and the story. Your thoughts tonight, I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I, I absolutely agree with that because you might get yourself kind of the degree mentality, right? If, if you have one of these things where you walk into a job expecting something because you have a college degree. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll learn that that's wrong real quick. Real quick but sure. I, what I feel like is, is kids that go through uh, you know public school where they're told uh, over and over, you know, where they hold their hand the whole way through and make them do whatever it is that they're going to do. And then they go to college, one of these big universities where kids uh, show up without combing their hair and in their pajamas doing in a in a room full of you know a thousand people to to listen to the ref- professor on a on a tv screen i don't feel that it gives them the work ethic i feel like i learned more from my part-time job after high school than i did from any of the college i ever got i think that's i think that's true i i, I wish i could take back my college years not that it, they were particularly negative. I went to a, a community college in Florida, um, Manatee Community College, and so it wasn't expensive. I had a scholarship. It wasn't a big deal, but I still spent time on it. You know, even even though I had it paid for mostly, I still spent time on it, going to the classes, which, as you mentioned earlier, Mark, were really just a retread of what I learned in high school. In fact. Actually, in the science class they had me take, remember, I was in for radio and TV broadcasting, why you need to go to science and English and all that, I don't know, but uh, or math. So in the science class, I was actually using the same book that I used in physics class in high school. <laughs> I love. Now, to be fair, I went to the so-called gifted high school, so maybe that had something to do with it. But nonetheless, I was now I was paying and spending the same spending time in a class that essentially I'd already taken. And in some ways, the academia just kind of drives itself. I took, uh, you know, of course, algebra, tri- uh, geon- uh, geometry, algebra two, trigonometry, and analytic geometry. I took a lot of these courses, and I've really got to wonder and why. Why was I taking that course other than just sort of it felt like the next thing so. to do? Yeah, you have to. But it doesn't. Well, they didn't tell me I had to. Oh, it, just, really? it just felt like the next thing to ah, do. Gotcha. It was just sort of driven to do it. I, I don't never use a, a sine, a cosine or a tangent. Have I don't even had know to what that this? means. They say you lose math after three years. And I can tell you, I couldn't yeah. do any of those <laughs> math problems. Let's continue here. Uh, talk to Don listening in Largo, Florida to WFLA. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I'm a 65-year-old grandfather of a student, and I've got a, a daughter-in-law who took out a lot of student loans, and her, her husband, my son, works as an auto mechanic. He owes $42,000 so his wife could get a master's degree in business, and she's not working. You know, she says she's overqualified and she can't get a job at Man, Western, Western Detroit suburbs. My story is I want to quit working, and I owe 13000 on my grandson's student loan that I co-signed for. Mm-hmm. And he went to ROTC, and I figured, well, when he graduated, he graduated magna cum laude, and he's, he's not drawing a lieutenant's wages yet. And he's got to go through something else with the military before he starts to draw a lieutenant's wages. And it's always been, well, next year we're going to do something, and we're going to get you off that cosign. But, you know, I don't like carrying that around on my credit report. It's the biggest thing I got. Man, I don't blame you. Wow. Uh, bigger than my car, bigger than my motorcycle, bigger than my credit card debt. You know, uh, you know, I, I owe more total, but that's the biggest single item on my credit report. 
Yeah, it's it's a tough position. You you live frugally and you think you're doing the right thing by uh, and and I'm not saying you didn't do the right thing. I don't know, uh, but you think you're doing the right thing by helping out a family member by co-signing, and then the, <laughs> you've got this big weight hanging. He he, get, he gained twenty five hundred in interest while he was in college. He's not he doesn't have to pay on it yet, but but the interest he, is still accruing. They they added up twenty five hundred in interest on a ten to five loan. Jeez, since he's, since he's been in college, and uh, you know that's on. They send me a statement with my name on it every quarter or something right. like yeah, that. So it's, he's res- so it's his responsibility to pay it off, but he hasn't even begun to do that yet, and it's just adding up on your credit report. It shows me as that much more in debt, and I, I don't need that. You oh, know? man. Just, uh, bothers me. Every year, there was always another way they were going to, next year we're going to do this, and then we'll get rid of it. Is that the family or is that the bank? Is the bank saying that or the family? loan that pays, pays that off and gets a car, but we'll see what happens. Is that the bank saying that or the, the family saying that? The military, once he starts drawing his lieutenant pay. Oh, I see. He's not drawing it yet. He has to wait to go to another military school before he becomes... Uh, he's in the Army National Guard now, but mm-hmm. that doesn't pay enough to uh, float his, uh, all of his expenses and loans. And Don, stuff. I want to thank you for sharing your story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Now, we haven't heard yet... From somebody who is uh, younger, who just got out, somebody who's fresh out of college, maybe the la- within the last three or four years, uh, as far as what kind of debt level do you have? How crushing is that for you? Some of the stories out there, maybe there's one here in this original uh, article from, I think, NBC that we had here. I'll, get, I'll dig through it, see if I can find some info on just how much uh, the, the payments are that these people are demanding. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves, as you always are. You can bring up anything you want. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. You're free to call in and talk about anything. 800-259-9231. That we're focusing tonight, uh, asking a question about your college experience. Has it been worthwhile? Did you end up graduating with a whole bunch of debt and you couldn't even get a job in the prescribed field? I think there's a significant percentage. I've heard it's over 90% of college graduates that uh, get out without actually being able to get a job in the field in which they graduated for. So uh, does that describe you or was it just a glowing experience where, you know, you walked out, you had the degree, you didn't have any debt hanging over your head and you got a great job? Uh, It doesn't seem like that's the common story. What's your story? 800-259-9231. Um, I'd, I'd like to tell you about an experience I had with uh, buying knobs and pulls for our bathroom and, and kitchen. We uh, we used innerknobs.com. They it's a wholesale site that allows you to get knobs and pulls at the at the rates that uh, professionals pay. But they ha- offer everything that you're going to find at the specialty stores, everything that you're going to find at the the big box stores. But it's cheaper, and you can use our code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live to save an additional eleven percent off. Use that uh, that uh, tax return that you've got coming. They even have a closeout section if you're not as picky as to what types that uh, that you want to get, and those are fifty to eighty percent off. If you're get thinking about getting knobs and pulls, sprucing up the bathroom, sprucing up the the kitchen. Go to enterknobs.com. That's I N T E R K N O B S dot com. 
All right, 800-259-9231. Ladies first, let's talk to Robbie, listening in Cameron, Texas, to KTAE. Hello, Robbie. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I, I graduated in 03 with a master's in business, and I was able to get a job within nine months, and I was making good money until the market turned. I worked for a Fortune 10 company. I ended up being unemployed for 17 months, and now I have a reduced job. I am a, te- a school teacher now, not using my master's degree at all, and I have about $35,000 in student loans. Oh, man. What is that? What is that uh, now, how long has it been since you've been out of college? Oh, three. So, uh, so about, about half a, a little more than half a decade. Uh, what uh, what kind of payments are you making? Uh, what are they demanding? What are you making on that thirty five thousand dollars? They want to see around five hundred a month because I've had it like since I was unemployed. I try to get some of it deferred, and you can only defer it for so long when it's privately held. Yeah. And how are you? Are you being able to uh, make those payments? You know, my, my salary is decreased by sixty percent after sixteen months of unemployment. Um, are you are you managing to do it or is it just like no a, no, um, no it, I mean I'm, I'm making payments but they don't like what I'm paying yeah so what happens when you do that when you aren't paying what they're demanding uh, I mean what what are they you can't get blood from a stone so what do they do just add right. in more interest down the line yeah pretty much you just put it in forbearance and so they just keep add, the interest keeps adding on to the principal yeah it's so, it's indentured servitude. Yeah. So, how much of that five hundred dollars is going toward principal versus uh, interest accruing? Um, I, it's kind of like a, you know the amortization of a home loan is pretty much the same. You're paying very little to principal initially; they're getting mm-hmm. their money first. I see interest but, interest up front then. Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. I mean, but I I do see the need for education, but I think that you have to look at technical schools if you're going to be in that field because if you want to work in a Fortune 10 company, if you want the corporate position, you need that on your resume. Mm-hmm. And if you get a position, get a lower level job first and go to school, then you have the experience and the education. I think that it's really great. But if that's not for you and you're not in the market for it, then it's not worth it. What about going I mean, it to? Hasn't been me. Is there any way to like work your way up from the mailroom at some of these uh, Fortune Ten companies that you're referring to? I don't know. I mean, I worked for Clear Channel um, in the past, but uh, yeah, that, I worked and that's for a big GE, company. and actually, I, I hired on, and I was working for GE. And um, the reason that they purchase our company because they take a major thing is actually a percentage of educated employees. They're actually a, res- a ratio on the purchase um, of companies like that. So they want educated individuals. And they yeah. wanted to reach a certain uh, percentage. I think I think you give good advice. Certainly, there are still career paths where college is a requirement. Yeah. I mean, right. like you mentioned earlier, Mark, doctor, lawyer, as you're saying, yeah. uh, Robbie, working for these uh, Fortune 10 companies. Yeah. That, so uh, do your that, research and set your goals, pretty much. Yeah, know what you want. A lot of kids jump mm-hmm. into college right out of high school because that's what you're supposed to do. But if you don't know what you want, if you don't right. even have a direction uh, in your life, then I think that's a real poor choice. Yeah, so jump around, find the job you want, and start getting some extra, you know, doing three or six hours a semester, not getting too far in debt, and jumping around job-wise and finding where your passion is. Absolutely. Great suggestions. Thank you for the story and the thoughts tonight at 800-259-9231, and good luck with that $35,000. I think you're crazy to go to college if you don't know why you're going to college. What you exactly intend to accomplish? If if you don't know what career path you're going on and you're just going to college because it seems like the right thing to do, and you don't have a scholarship, and and I'll tell you, this is exactly what I was looking to do um, back in 1989. I had really no real direction, and it just seemed like college was was the way to go for somebody in my, you know, socioeconomic background. And I think it's I think it's just a huge burden to put on a, a young child, a young adult. 
We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Steve, listening in Tampa to WFLA. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Ian and Mark. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk tonight. It's Saturday, and yes. I know that uh, the the audience is a lot more diverse on Saturdays. So I'd like to say something that uh, uh, might, I don't know, cause a little controversy. And by the way, you guys... Um, you guys are gonna get. You guys are gonna hear it from Gene, the Christian anarchist, because he called in the other day, busting your chops about having shows with themes. So uh, I'm sure he's uh, chomping at the bits right now. But be that Whatever. as it may, mm-hmm. yeah, I know exactly. Go right. ahead with your thoughts. Uh, sure. Um, I was going to say I had some discussions today with some folks, and uh, among them, I was the only. It appears I was the only supporter of the free enterprise system or free market or capitalism, whatever you want to call it. I know there's some debate these days about that. Uh, but the what I said to them, and they just got a rip-roaring laugh. This, by the way, all occurred on a voice chat, which is, uh, I guess, sort of like a party line. You can actually physically speak with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I told them that there is no other phenomenon in the history of mankind that has benefited the poor, the common man, more than capitalism, and that includes every single government program, government regulation, etc., combined. All of them combined have not had the wealth-creating power that capitalism had. And, of course, they got a great laugh out of that. So I, I, I think like that's, to- uh, that's probably a true statement. Unfortunately, when you use a term like capitalism, you uh, evoke uh, thoughts of robber barons and uh, poor working conditions and, uh, and taking advantage of people. Right, exactly. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, it's, it's the term that was created by Marx. I think you and Marx both know that. Uh, Marx invented this term capitalism. He used it as a, in a disparaging way. Uh, and so why capital- use it? Why embrace it? Why uh, use it? Why not say, uh, like, the free marketplace or people... Oh, uh, sure. I mean, I, I use them sort of, all, you know, alternately. It's like capitalism is almost a short, uh, shortcut, shorthand way of saying... Uh, Free market. I mean, well, the, I don't I agree know, with that. I don't agree because the free marketplace isn't necessarily uh, c- capitalism. The free marketplace uh, includes capitalism, but it can also include other organizations of uh, you know, investing types and uh, business organizations and that that kind of thing. And right, I think it's freedom. Also. I think it's freedom and allowing people to make their own decisions about how to organize their businesses and their uh, their different uh, charities and that sort of thing. It's freedom that is uh, has contributed to the greatest uh, increase in uh, in living standards and that sort of thing. Not necessarily uh, that it's capitalism, that the freedom to try different things, including capitalism. Uh, yeah, and, and, and of course, by freedom, what you're talking about is, uh, is nothing more. You know, it's not the, the image of the guy on the Monopoly box with the top hat, the white mustache, and the two bags of uh, money with dollar bills on the side of them. Uh, we're talking about people exchanging voluntarily uh, you know, in the context of a free or, or at least relatively free society, uh, you know that that's that's what we're talking about. So yes, that's uh, the free market. That's where you're absolutely right. Where people, individuals, get to decide what to do and who and who to do it with. As long as they're all consenting uh, people, then uh, that is what is truly uh, th- that leads to prosperity. And right. final thoughts, and, Steve. And let me, yeah, just let me say this really quickly. Dale just really nailed it the other night too when he said that uh, the Republicans are regarded by the Democrats as being pro-capitalist, when in fact, as Dale pointed out, they're not. They're pro-business. They think that if we can just shovel a whole bunch of money at businesses and some protectionist-type regulations and laws and stuff like that, that, that whatever is good for the business is going to be good for the economy. But in actuality, that's not true, because look at Halliburton, for example. 
I mean, I was in the drilling industry. And uh, Halliburton has the very worst reputation out of all the companies, uh, of, out of all their competitors, because they know that uh, if they don't make a profit, they can just run the government for a handout at the end of the year. And as a result, they, they don't put out a very good product. They don't put out a very good service. But the reason why they keep getting hired is because they're cheap. The reason why they're cheap is because they're subsidized. Steve, thanks for the uh, the call, the thoughts. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Hour number two is right around the corner, and that means plenty of time for your calls about what you want. If you still are on hold to talk about colleges, you're welcome to continue. or We can certainly continue that conversation, take your calls. Uh, you can bring up anything as well. 800-259-9231. Hour two coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. Go ahead. Take a moment. Compare freetalklive.com to those other talk show hosts' websites. And you tell me who's got the better site and at what cost. I think we've got more free on our site than the other shows have behind their paywalls. See if I'm right about that. Go to freetalklive.com. One of the things you can do, one of the myriad of things you can do on our website is you can actually influence some of the stuff we'll talk about on the show ton- uh, each night. So the, the college story that uh, we started the show out with tonight came from the front page of our website. You go to freetalklive.com. You create a free account. You can then submit different show prep suggestions, whether it's a news story from the Internet somewhere or blog post, a blog post or a video. You can even just write something up right there in the submit uh, box if you want to. And then other listeners will then vote up or vote down based on how they feel about your submission. You can also vote up and vote down on the other items on the site. And the most popular stories make it up to the front page of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it and more likely to talk about it here on the radio. And so it's it's actually been a really great topic so yeah. far tonight. People have been calling in with their college experiences. It's what we started out with, for those of you just tuning in, is college it seems like it's kind of, a, for a lot of people, a real bad deal. You know, there are certain areas where it's the thing you need, like if you want to be an engineer, you want to be a, you know, a, a doctor, a lawyer, teacher, a lawyer or something like that. There, there are certain careers where college is going to be a requirement. But a lot of people graduate high school, and the entire time they've been told, all right, all right, son, you got to go to college because that's what you do. Because college is what kids are supposed to do. Because 
You'll have more success. You'll make more money if you're in college. The statistics show it, or at least the statistics the college promoters uh, would like you to see. When you actually start digging into some of those numbers about how the, you know, the claim that college-educated people make more than high school-educated people, that doesn't factor in everything necessarily. Well, wouldn't the people that can make it into college, the people that could go to college, make more than the people that couldn't or wouldn't? I mean, that's, that's kind of... Uh, the, because the of the economic strata they might be coming yeah, just, from? Just all kinds of different reasons. Uh, you know, their, their intelligence factor, things like that. Intelligent people make more money than dumb people. I'm not saying that intelligent people go to college and dumb people don't, but I can say that you know, it's harder for dumb people to make it through college than it is for smart people. I don't know, man. I've seen some college kids that just uh, make me... Admittedly. Yeah. Uh, so I want to hear about your stories. Was it worth it for you to go to college? What was your experience like? Or maybe you managed to have a tremendous level of success, or at least a moderate level of success, outside of the college system. Maybe you spent those four years that other people spent pouring money into college. Maybe you spent those four years investing money into yourself uh, or your business because for me, if I'm going to spend, I mean, some kind, sometimes you can walk out of college with uh, thirty thousand dollars in debt or more. The average is, I think, around thirty thousand. That's thirty thousand dollars you could have gone and started your own business with. And then at least you'd have uh, you, you would. <laughs> well, one would assume that you'd probably spent some money on the education too. So that's forty thousand or fifty thousand you could have started your own business yeah. with. So there's there's a lot to I think say. That it's it there's a lot to be said for going out for four years and working in the marketplace and um, in a, in a career that you're interested in doing and getting paid for it rather than going to college and paying them. I think so. To, uh, That's what I you did. Know, they, you don't even know if you don't even know why you're going. If you don't even know what you want to do, you're just kind of picking something out of the air. No, you're you'll wasting like, your own money and your parents' money. You'll end up like my sister. She went to a school for art. She went to get a four-year degree for some kind of art thing. And I don't know what the exact degree was, but it was one of those art degrees. Mm. What are you going to do with that? You going to paint? I mean, you can paint if you don't have a degree. So, I mean, what what are you going to do? Work for an artist is what she did for a little while. uh, And then that didn't, I guess that didn't pan out. Or she changed her mind and decided she wanted to be a chef. So after she'd been through four years of school... After getting this, uh, you know, this art degree, which is next to useless, she then decides she wants to be a chef. So my parents, I think, made the right decision. I don't think they're going to pay for her school in the second time. They paid the first time. Well, I don't think they're going to pay again. Everybody eats. How many paintings do you have to sell at six hundred uh, to a thousand dollars a month in order to to make a living as an artist? You just, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't think there's that much fine art getting sold in the marketplace. Let's go to your phone calls, your thoughts, your stories, uh, your experiences. Let's talk to RJ to start things out this hour. Calling from our hometown of Sarasota, Florida, listening to WFLA. Hello, RJ. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I was just going to say that, uh, like. By chance, I walked into a job fair one day and uh, I applied at a bank and I and I got the job. And I before that, I had gone to school for a little bit at MCC where you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stopped going there because I was working at a bank and I kind of made it a career out of it for I'm 28 now for three or four years. And then due to some bad choices, uh, I quit that or I quit there. And then after some bad choices, I my credit score dropped to the point where I have no longer have good credit. Oh boy. And then I can't, and then I tried to go back to school, and then I dropped some classes, so I can't get financial aid help anymore. So you gotta, you gotta be careful now when you, if you don't plan things else, because now I can't go back to the career because I don't have good credit. Bank won't hire you with good credit, and it's hard for me to go back to school. In fact, and if you get a huge debt when you're in college, a lot of jobs won't hire you if you don't have good credit. Like I've applied at anywhere from minimum wage jobs to like. 
managerial positions, just about any company now checks your credit. It's wow. like almost a matrix. They plug it in, and if you don't have good credit, they won't even hire you. Why and, is that? And you probably have bad credit if you don't have a job because you've been uh, at co- you know because you've been at college and you have this uh, stiflingly large uh, debt hanging over your head. Well, so, luckily I mean, he went to MCC, so it's probably not so bad. I mean, well, I'm not saying him in particular. Yeah. I'm talking about somebody yeah. in general. So yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh well, uh, yeah. I was just going to say. So, what are you doing right now? I mean, you you are completely unemployed. Yeah, I, I pretty much dug myself a pretty big hole. I'm trying to trying to get out of it. It's uh, it's it's difficult with with low resources and and if you don't have family with money and you don't have good credit, man, it's it's pretty difficult. Why but would a job? I, I think, why would a job? Just I don't understand this. I'm not a human resources manager. Uh, why would why would an employer do a credit check? On a potential is this employee. the first you've heard of this? This is I've never heard of this before. My God, they've been doing this for oh, years. I haven't applied for a job in a long time, Mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, last time I applied well, for a job was the nineties. There's a, there's a obvious reasons. Like uh, I know, like if you go to talk to a recruiter and you want to join the military, like certain jobs, if you don't have good credit, it's like a risk. Like if you want a, a security clearance, uh, it sounds funny. Okay, but I mean, clearance. flipping burgers at McDonald's, you don't really need a security clearance for. No, and you might even be able to work your way up to a manager there or be a manager, and they might not do a credit check. But I actually applied at an auto parts store, and they were all ready to hire me. But one of the reasons that said they didn't is because of the credit score, because it's huh. it's a risk. They well, look at it like it's it just uh, just about everywhere you go, they you have to sign a. Uh, a disclosure saying that's okay for them to check your credit, and you'd be surprised. A lot of the positions and companies, a lot, some of them, a lot of them don't, but a lot of them do. Like I, I am know surprised Lon- by that. That's interesting. Well, Ian, if you have the choice of hiring two people that are, uh, you know, all things being equal, but right. you, um, you, one of them has a, a great credit score and pays their bills, and the other one has a crappy credit score because they don't pay their bills, who are you going to hire? Yeah, it, that makes sense to me, Mark. I see where you're coming from, and I, I just it was news to me. You know, thank yeah. you, RJ, for your story, and good luck out there. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two. It's really common these days. It's become much more common because it's it's a way to judge somebody's personality to some extent. I'm not saying it's accurate. But how do you get out of that hole? I mean, if you've made pay some, as you said, some bad choices, but move, how do you pay the bills if you don't home, have work? Pay your bills. Move back home. What you got to do what take you got to do, right? Take on roommates. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know what to, to Lower say. Lower your but, cost of living and yeah. then, you know, prostitute yourself. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Ain't no shame. Ain't no shame. All right, let's continue and talk to Dylan. Listening to WTAR in Virginia Beach. Dylan, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks for being here, Dylan. I already talking about the whole the whole college endeavor, and it really kind of struck struck a chord with me because I'm a I'm working for Pizza Hut now. I have my master's in engineering. And <laughs> you can make I'm one hell of a pizza, though, can't you? I mean that I that is the most superbly pizza. made pizza ever. <laughs> Look, I, I really I hope people are listening and hearing what people have to say today because I, I like that you're touching on this and, and people who are thinking about going to college as some kind of means to a, an end or some kind of means to a great lifestyle really, really think hard about it because I'm not trying to be a jerk, you know, because education is important. But, um, you know, I, I definitely, yeah, I feel a little ripped off. I, I was, I was uh, raised in a neighborhood where it's pretty much what you do. You go to college and I mean, and, and I'm thankful Dylan, for that. Dylan, can you hang on? Can, can, can yep. we hang on to you and get, get a little more of your story here in a moment? Yeah, I think Dylan's got a great story. Dylan? Oh, don't go away. Please don't go away. Hang on. Dylan, we'll put him on hold. Hopefully he'll stick with us because I want to hear more of what he has to say. He makes a great point that education and, um, and, and, and school isn't the same thing. All right, let's continue here, and we'll expand on that in a moment and take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including our listening options. We have listening uh, live <laughs> live streams they are 24 7 around the clock our listen lines also around the clock you can call in uh to our listen lines from any phone that can dial long distance so plenty of ways for you to get free talk live in your ears plus our wonderful 70 plus uh radio affiliates all across the uh, the country go to listen.freetalklive.com and get tuned in to more free talk live and hostgator is a worldwide leader for web hosting they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name whether you want to start a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website let the ho- the experts at hostgator.com host you uh, they, they have little uh, templates and site builder tools there to make it incredibly easy and if you use code ftl that's ftl is in free talk live you will uh, get your first month completely free at hostgator.com well we've been talking about college and a lot of other people want to discuss this we had dylan on the line with us and unfortunately, I think we we lost his cell phone or something like that during the break. So maybe he'll get a chance to call back in, or maybe just he was on maybe he was on a pizza run because he was uh, he was telling us yeah. that he had a master's degree in what was it Archi- no, uh, architecture uh, engineering engineering and uh, now he's working. It doesn't matter what it was in. He's you know he spent that time and that effort to get the master's degree, and he's working for Pizza Hut now. Well, and that's I mean, one of those Pizza stories. Hut's a great uh, a, a great employer, I'm sure, and they they do a good job. It's but it's that not, was not his intention. School, no, that's that's not that was not why he spent X amount of dollars, uh, X thousands of dollars. If to, he puts uh, himself into it every single day and gets out there and, and does his best, he will be you know he'll he'll do fine. Sure, but that's true for he's, anybody. He's behind the ball when it comes to that degree. That degree yeah. puts him back that much farther than somebody who would have got out in the marketplace at 18. That you know, of course, had the skills to to show up to work on time with good attitude and ready to work and 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 to do that little bit extra for your boss so was college a ripoff for you or was it a great investment did you not go and manage to make a success out of yourself anyway 800-259-9231 you're welcome to tell your story Uh, let's continue here mike listening in yakima to kusa mike you're on free talk live with ian and mark mike in yakima did you turn it on you are on the air yeah i'm here yeah here you are go for it okay um, I'm uh, 49, just turned 49, I got two kids in college, mm-hmm. our daughter just finished, and she has a master's degree in economics now, and she owes between sixty dollars and $70,000, and she's looking for work and hasn't found anything. Now, what do you do with a master's degree in economics? You work for a college? Uh, that's a very good question. In fact, she's, believe it or not, she's asking that question herself right now. Oh, my God. I would hope she would have asked that before she, uh, she went into college. Well, it can apply to many things, and, and hopefully she will find something that is, that is her niche. But the college itself, when she inquired uh, you know, with them about job placement, just all they said was check the Internet. Yeah. And wow. that's what she's doing, and she's got her uh, resume out there, but nothing yet. And she's considering, like some of the other callers, you know, minimum wage or, or starting a business or, or something like that. When did she get out? How long has she been uh, out of college? 
Uh, she's working on her thesis right now and will be done in a few months. I see. She's also engaged to be married, and uh, at least uh, her fiancé does not owe money. But mm. we, uh, of the 60000 we co-signed oh, yes, for 15000 of it, but with the interest, it is now up to twenty. So that is on our credit record, yeah, and then yeah. our son is uh, partway through college also. You, you said, Mark, that uh, yes, he does own it. Yeah, if he's it. marrying her, he does, he does too have $70,000 worth of college <laughs> debt. It doesn't matter whether you have the degree. I'm paying off my wife's degree. I don't have one. Yeah, well, they, they, they don't have two debts like that, only yeah. one. But, yeah. yeah, he knows about it. That's I'm sure. Thanks for the sharing your story tonight, Mike. We appreciate hearing from <laughs> you. Let's talk to Scott listening in Charleston to WVTS. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, how you doing, fellas? Hey, Scott, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just wanted to throw out an interesting one there. Um, I have my 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 credit rating is shot totally, you know, completely. Uh, I have found, however, through this that the identity it keeps the identity thieves away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> one, Nobody wants really to see it because they do not want you. Second of all, I'm self-employed. I have been since I was a kid, so I've never actually held a quote unquote gone out and pounded the pavement looked for a job mm-hmm. yeah what have you done may um, I ask i mean how, how have you been self-employed since you were a kid what did uh, what skill were you engaging in back then that you're still doing today or what's your story there i worked i worked in uh trade as far as uh, i was a refrigeration mechanic and i was trained for that and got bored with it went on uh did other various things finally settled down and did uh, electronics work for a living and that's well that was actually a hobby and then it turned into a living i love it when that and happens that's that's really one of the overnight. best things you can ask for right i mean doing something that you love as a hobby and then ending up uh turning a profit at it absolutely because it was funny because i woke up one day and i realized uh i got a business here i need an accountant fast you know and uh, the other thing is too i i i, I don't uh, i don't do credit I don't like credit cards. If I buy anything, I have to weigh it out and say, "Okay, is this going to? You know, is this going? How can I turn a profit on this? Is this going to work for me? If I can't make money with it, then I'm not going to use it." Um, and you know, I, I pay I pay cash for everything. I don't blame you for that. And I used to have that exact mentality. Uh, I then, you know, uh, got into the world of wanting to buy a house at at some point, and uh, having some credit does help with uh, such things. So I, I think that there's something to be said for having a credit card and making payments, so you can still build credit without necessarily going crazy and getting uh, loans that are unnecessary. Like, you know, I'll I'll use my credit card to buy uh, gasoline for the car or something like that. But certainly, some people, uh, when they come across a credit card, or they believe it's free money or something like that. I'm not saying that you you believe that, but uh, a lot no. of people don't even understand what credit cards, uh, what they really are. Exactly. I mean, I had everything paid off, and I paid off everything. You know, I bought everything here for cash. Yep. It sounds like you're pretty uh, financially uh, sensible, and, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and, and good on you for managing to be an entrepreneur from a young age. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And better than that, rolling a hobby into a career. That's what I've done. Well, I mean, radio was a cr- <laughs> radio doesn't pay really anything mm-hmm. when you get in. So technically, I've been in radio for a decade plus, uh, more than a decade of my life. Uh, but the show, this show particularly, was really more of a hobby in the you know the first four or five years until we started to make some finally make some money at it. So you brought me on, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so we continue here, and uh, we go to Doug listening in Evansville, listening to WGBF. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? 
Uh, well, I had a comment about the credit scores. Uh, if I was an employer and I was looking at someone's credit score and I wanted them to maybe participate in managing my business and they couldn't manage their own money, I mean, that would be a good indicator not to hire a person. No, I agree with you, but I mean, for a for a burger flipping job, I don't know if I would really care that much about a credit I score. I don't think that's you know, that level of job is really doing the credit. The, the gentleman that we talked yeah. to earlier said that he was getting those kinds of checks on low-level jobs. Oh, well, I mean, that sounds kind of silly, really. Right, I don't want somebody with bad credit handling my money in the back office, but if they're going to be flipping some burgers and putting buns together, I don't really care. I think there's um, one needs to to enter into this situation understanding there's lots of reasons that people have bad credit, though. Mm -hmm. Um, It's difficult to imagine that, you know, somebody during the housing, everybody during the housing bubble thought that houses were really worth what they were worth. That's why they... The prices kept going up, plus the fact that uh, medical bills, there's lots of reasons. Not everybody that goes out to Best Buy runs the credit card, you know, runs up $20,000 worth of debt and then uh, decides not to pay. Doug, I don't know if you have more, but you're welcome to stick with us here. We'll bring you back. Also, I think Dylan has called back in the master's degree holder who's working at Pizza Hut. We'll get some more information from him. Hopefully he can uh, hang through. We'll come back to Dylan in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. If you saw. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. anything by dialing in toll-free, though there has been a theme to the calls tonight, that is uh, college and whether or not it was worth it for you. What's your experience? 800-259-9231. You can also take the conversation anywhere you might like to direct it as well. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and you can take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search uh, search results aggregated from 12 major search engines and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Not only that, but startpage.com offers you a proxy so when you get your search results you can actually have private browsing to the results thanks to startpage.com it's completely free start the seven day challenge today at startpage.com as we go back to doug listening in evansville the wgbf doug you were uh, on the line with us and i didn't feel like you had enough time to get your thoughts out so what else did you want to share tonight uh, i just want to comment on the schooling also um i dropped out of college pretty early Realized that it really wasn't going to benefit me, and uh, I make more money than most of my friends that have graduated. It's not uncommon. I thank you for the call tonight, Doug. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's go back to our caller who was on earlier. He unfortunately dropped off. Uh, Dylan, are you with us, listening to WTAR in Virginia Beach? Pizza Pizza Dylan. Oh, he's there. Something's there. Hello. It's probably delivering pizza. Hello? Hey, Dylan? <laughs> yeah. You on a pizza run right now? I actually was. <laughs> right on. Here, well, here's my point. I, like I said, I'm going to try to sound like a, like a jerk what I said earlier because education is important. I'm proud of what I did. But um, 
I believe that, and this is the point I'm trying to make, I believe, and if you pay attention, that the um, education has turned into less of an uh, institution and more of an industry nowadays. And you can see proof of this in all the commercials and whatnot that people are basically assaulted with. About, uh, you know, these universities, get your online degree, Phoenix, and I'm not trying to point out Phoenix or ECPI or any of the um, technical colleges, but it's, it's the same thing with the um, you know, with the with the state universities, they're they're putting this out now. It's almost like not just something you're supposed to do, but um, you know, it's like a money making industry, and it's turned more into something for for profit and has well, you know, molding and changing citizens to take on certain positions in society. Sure. You know, in, in, in any industry is going to be that way. Uh, you know, the car the car dealer is going to sell you a car whether you need a car or not if you go into right. the car dealership. And, um, that, you know, and that's fine. It's just this sort of uh, this this belief, this this faith in America that you have to go to college in order to be successful. And I think that it, it sort of comes from a, a different time when essentially people, you know, you had to be married and have a degree in order to really make money in this world. And neither one of those things is true any longer. So I want to, if you don't mind, I mean, do you have a, if you've got a moment, I've got a few more questions about your experience with the, the master's degree. Sure. So you get out of school, you've got this master's degree in engineering. What do you do? What, what happened? Well, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm interning for free at the local planning and engineering public works department. How long have you been out of, uh, it's a great idea. how long have you been out of school? About four months. Okay, so it hasn't hasn't been that long yet. It's thank not, goodness. Yeah, that, and that. and you're doing exactly the right thing by going in and doing an internship because it's, it it proves your value to these these people that are you know that will at some point be hiring an engineer. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Okay, so I I was a little <laughs> unsure of how long this had been going on for you. It's not like it's the uh, you know the complete end of the world. And how much de- debt was it that you'd uh, accrued? Uh, close to twenty k. Twenty thousand. That's not the worst a little, story. A little more. Count the credit cards, but I mean, I'm, I'm counting straight up student loans. Yeah, that's not the worst story and, uh, we've heard so far tonight. Yeah, uh, well, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the people that really got me going. It's like the girl they called earlier, and, and people are thirty-seven thousand dollars in debt. It's, mm. it's not something that you want to jump into. And our country's in debt right now. It's like a mirror of ourselves. We're going into debt, something that might not pan out. And is it uh, another question I had? Is it, is it smart or is it good policy to continue to? Um, you know, just hand out student loans and uh, like it's candy because I, I went out trying to get a credit card for, I could barely get a credit card for $1,000 when I was like uh, 23, but hey, I could go take out $20,000 in debt and student loans, mm-hmm. you know, like that, no problem. Well, you, you can't uh, you can't go bankrupt from student loans, isn't that correct? You can't, you can't get rid of them. You can't just bankruptcy. wipe them out uh, through that bankruptcy process. So they're not as concerned with who they'll lend to as yeah, a result. It's a nice tight iron around your neck. Yeah. Anything else you want to share tonight about your experience, Dylan? Uh, everyone, um, like I said when I first called up, you know, anyone think about going to college, don't go because you know your parents or your guidance counselor in school tells me to. You know, absolutely. Yeah. That's what shoves it down your throat the hardest is the guidance counselor because he's in the what I call the industry. Also, I'm not saying it's any kind of conspiracy, but it, oh it, well, no, need to recognize you know, it, it might be, it, there might be some conspir- uh, conspiring going on. I mean, the the it's people within the educational world have an interest in promoting uh, the, yes, the, and, the educational industry, and so they all kind of work together. That's why they had the college nights and everything like that, and they're yeah. constantly harping on uh, having their uh, their 
kids in the high schools go to college. So it's they're all they're all kind of working together, I think, to some extent. And it really is. They're just running people through the mill, shaking their uh, their pants pockets out, and then uh, holding, like you said, twenty thousand, thirty thousand. We heard one call seventy thousand dollars in debt over their heads for the rest of their lives. Thank you, Dylan. Right. I appreciate your story tonight. And let us know if you have a if you, if you ever get out of the uh, the pizza job or maybe you know, yeah, you end up how things go. Place. Thanks for the call. You know, I, I don't know how it was for you, Ian, but I never questioned whether I was going to college. It wasn't even, it never even entered my mind. You May, never questioned what? Whether what or not I was going to go to college. When I was in high school, ah. it was a foregone conclusion that I was going to college because that's what you did. I, at in, in high school, I didn't really have um, the motivation to go off to one of those four-year universities. I, I already knew that I wanted to do radio by the time I was a senior in, in high school. I had already gotten a, an internship at the local radio station down in, in Sarasota, Florida. And so I was already moving in that direction. I went to college because my mom wanted me to go to college. It was pretty much the reason I went went to college, to make mom happy uh, at that point in time. I was still living at her house, so it was, wasn't was an unreasonable thing, I think, of, of her to demand. Uh, and plus, as I said, I was getting a scholarship, so it was mostly paid for. I wish now I could have taken it back because I had to unlearn things. Some of the things they taught me, I only took one class that was in any way relevant to radio. The the, uh, the associate's degree I had is called radio and television broadcasting. I took uh, a film class. I took a you know like a history and film. I took a uh, intro to television production, and I took a, a voice and diction class. There was not one class that was specifically tailored to radio. Voice and diction would have been the closest one to anything related to radio. And the stuff they taught me in voice and diction class, I had to unlearn. Yeah, it was laughable. They, it was so bad. It was so bad that what they taught me. <laughs> we used so, to make fun of you at the yes, station you for did. it. Yeah. Oh yes. So uh, so that's my story. Let's get back to yours. 800-259-9231. And we continue uh, with, I think, is Eric with us? Uh, no, Eric's gone. Let's go to Nick listening in Tampa. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WFLA. All right, fellas. I have a uh, two-part, one positive, one negative uh, experience with this. I, um, I graduated with my bachelor's degree um, and... Uh, I taught for two years. That's what I went to school for, and then I realized I hated it. Hmm. Were you in government school? Uh, Oh, yes, yes, yes. I found that I was more warden than teacher, and I had this naive naive, uh, view that I was going to actually teach kids, and that's not what you do. You turned into a glorified babysitter? Yeah, yeah, so I, I got out. Now, one thing that was good about college, I'm doing okay right now. I'm I'm not, I'm not um I guess you know with this economy I'm doing really well cuz I'm reasonably employed but um there's um I was so failed miserably by my high school that college may have been worthwhile for me just because when I left high school I couldn't even write a term paper if oh not gosh. for um yeah yeah if it wasn't for um I actually I, the only reason I started the whole college thing was a my family demanded it and b I wanted to play football all right. Hmm. Well, so I went to a junior college and I played ball out there. But anyways, the English teachers there taught me everything I know about the English language. I'll okay. And I, honestly, my high school, I learned absolutely nothing in high school. That, that, that diploma was the most worthless thing that I ever earned in my life. 
I don't so think that's, that's I don't think that's an uncommon story at all. I mean, given the quality of the government schools in general across this country, if you want to share more, I'd, I'd welcome you to hang on. You're welcome to do that. 800-259-9231. A lot of people get out of the government high schools and they have to take what they call remedial classes in order to just get the basics straight before they can start taking the regular college class. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program here to take your phone calls about what you want. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier. For as little as 3 bucks a month, we'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show. So we'll advertise, market, and promote, hence the name AMP, uh, Free Talk Live. To get on more radio stations around the country, up to 77 now, more to come. And, in fact, by the way, welcoming our brand newest station, WCLO, in Janesville, Wisconsin, AM 1230 up there, uh, now joining us for our Saturday show. So welcome aboard to everybody listening in Janesville. And uh, the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. You can really call about anything. We mean it when we say that. But the Free Talk Live AMP program helps get this show on more stations like WCLO. It's because of listeners like you who are uh, sending over 3 bucks a month with any major credit card or PayPal or some alternative options. That we're collecting that in from over 500 listeners right now, and it adds up. Some people give a little more than three bucks, but three is all we ask for, and that's less than the price of a you know cup of coffee at Starbucks. So it uh, makes a big difference for us. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com, and you will get perks. You'll get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. Get all the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about college. Was it worth it for you? Nick is on the line with us in Tampa listening to WFLA. Nick, you had a, a mixed bag of experiences. On one hand, uh, the the college was worthwhile for you because you got such a, uh, a poor education in the government high schools. Well, exactly. There was that. And then there was also, um, i got to be honest with you, regardless of um, what I did, not, I, I mean, I, I got out of college with a degree that I don't use today. But I did get a tremendous education out of the deal. I went to a very good college for my four-year institution as well. How much money um, did it cost you? You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm lucky my family covered the uh, – well, the first two years I was on a football scholarship. That cost me nothing. Mm-hmm. And then my four-year degree, my family paid for. You are very fortunate. And as Mark said, that's probably the best uh, best situation you could hope for, to have somebody else cover it, whether yeah, scholarship. it's a family or a yeah. scholarship. Anything else you want to share with our listeners tonight, Nick? Yes, this is, this is what I was going to say. Some people, I needed to go to college because certainly for four years, had I been working, I would have just done what I did while I was in college, which was work at bars, work here and there, construction, make some money, and accomplish nothing. So I might as well have got an education out of the deal and a little bit of self-confidence and uh, everything else that went with it. Now, if I had it all to do over again, I would still go to college, but I would have majored, I would have went to law school, or I would have majored in accounting. I would have done something more career-specific than what I ended up doing. And like I said, no complaints for me here. My life's not bad, but it could have been a lot better. But all in all, that's all I'm saying is it's not necessarily a total waste of time because, honestly, I don't know that I would have utilized those four years better had I not went to college. That's just for me anyways. 
And if, thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate your uh, your thoughts and your story. 800-259-9231. When he went into college, he didn't know what he wanted to get out of it. It ended up working out okay for him. But I think that uh, if you are not going if – you, if you're ending high school and you do have a vision for what you want for your life, if college would help you, then that's a good – then it might be a good idea. It might be worth uh, worthwhile. It, it may very certainly well be worthwhile if you've got somebody else paying for it. But if you're going into college uncertain about uh, the future and uncertain what exactly you want, as he said, if he uh, – you know, looking back – he now knows what uh, he might have been able to do uh, do right. Get that straight before you get started, I think, is uh, one of the best things you can do if you insist on going co- going to college. Let's continue here at 800-259-9231. Uh, let's go to Jeff listening in Charleston to WSCFM. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. How are y'all doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Jeff? Well, uh, I just want to comment on the degrees. Um, you know, um, all my life, since I was pretty much since I was four, I knew I was going to go into IT. Um, you know, I was, I guess, a genius when I was little. And I started programming before I could read, technically. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just went through life. And, you know, I was all into the computers. And, um, you know, as I got to the end of high school, I mean, I went to a horrible high school, by the way, uh, to comment on the last caller. You know, um, it wasn't a, it was a public school, but it was probably the one of the lowest in my area. But, you know, I managed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that guy I got all A's and never took any books to class and finished all his homework before he got on the bus, you know. Nice. So anyway, uh, when I got to college, I was like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a hard time because um, I didn't know how to study, and it wasn't pretty much to my senior year that I learned how to study, but I'm not, that's not what I'm calling to talk about. But um, as far as getting the degree, um, what I learned in college in the IT part I can't say I actually used because I figured all of that out before I got there. Mm-hmm. But when I was looking for jobs during college to, you know, try to get that experience built up for my resume, you know, trying to get some kind of part-time gig or doing something, they always told me, well, we can't hire you until you have a degree. Hmm. And I always just found it interesting. It's like, you know, I always t- everybody always told me, well, you're going to need experience in order to, you know, get a job. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to get experience and no one hires me unless <laughs> I have a degree? It was just catch-22. you got to have a degree to get a job, but you, in order to get a job, you need experience. So I always ran into that, but luckily, uh, very fortunate. It took me a little bit longer because I had some trouble in the non-IT area fields, um, you know, like finance, accounting. Um, mm-hmm. I got a couple of Fs in those classes. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't just, I just wasn't good at that stuff. But uh, it was required for me to finish, and it, it did take me a little bit longer. I, I, um, I Even though none of head. it is actually relevant to what you're doing, right? I mean, the finance well, and all that. Well, at the time, I was like, no. I don't understand why I need this stuff. But um, once I graduated, and I, I got a job pretty much the same week I graduated. I was very fortunate. Um, and it wasn't a job I was looking for. It was actually, I applied for a job that I applied for all during college. Um, when, I, when I went to the same guy and I said, well, I'm about to get my degree in a week. You know, now I'm qualified for this job. And he's like, well, actually, now you're overqualified. What? Oh, dear God. Yeah, and I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, for the last four years, you've been telling me I need a degree. I get a degree. I want to work here. And the guy's like, well, I can't hire you now because I can't afford you. You now have a college degree. What and is that? I just looked at the guy, and I was like, really? So, um, but he did, uh, 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 fortunately, he referred me over to another guy that was looking for a job, an IT administrator. And, you know, I started my career there. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a couple of years in now, and I ended up actually starting my own business. Okay, oh, uh, for you. Doing- 
computer consulting while I have a full-time job. I actually work um, at the naval base here. How much How Charles- much debt do you have? How much debt do I have? Yeah. Um, from actually, college. I, oh, from college? Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's actually the only debt I have overall. Now it's only $3,000. That's not too shabby. Uh, How did you end up uh, getting it so cheap? Was it, was it uh, somebody paid for it, most of it, or scholarship? Or my, dad, my dad served uh, 25 years in the military. I see. So they gave me a free ride and... You know, I, I rode that all the way until it ran out, and then I realized I hadn't finished school yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need hey, a little, take I it if you can get it, I say. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231, because the last thing you want to do is get into college, get into debt, get out, and find out you don't have any job prospects, find out you've got to take a minimum wage job, and then you're stuck paying these college payments. I think that's the absolute worst situation anybody can be in. Yeah, there's worse things than going to college on a scholarship, that's for sure. I mean, I, I suppose there are people out there that decide they want us to get started in the working world without uh, taking up the, the offer on college. But if it's free, it seems to me that it'll give you an advantage over somebody. It, it, all things considered, a degree is better than not having a degree, but that huge pile uh, of debt. What's it cost? Yeah. What's the degree cost? What's, the, uh, what's your return on investment going to be, really? And that's what we've been hearing all yeah. night long, people's different stories. Let's go to Cleeton, listening in Arcadia, California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Cleeton. Uh, yeah, how's it going? You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm uh, weighing in on the Cole College thing. As of uh, last, win- I mean, this uh, previous Wednesday, I am a college dropout. It's, uh, mm. it's pretty interesting, actually. After how long? Uh, five years off and on. So you were in college off and on for five years. You've now decided you don't want to have anything to do with that any, anymore. Why? Um, well, uh, um, my uh, parents had paid for the previous time, and uh, that money had run out, and I decided it was something I didn't want to go into debt over, which mm. is kind of what you guys have been bringing up. Well, the, you know, um, the credits are still there if you decide to go back. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, and I just kind of was – I'm not a – grade motivated kind of student so uh yeah if i can see if i go back in the future and pay my own money it'll be it'll be easier for me to you know get the piece of paper and sure when you're actually paying for the degree suddenly you care a little bit more about how your grades go yeah what is it uh, that you're doing now for work i'm uh currently i'm delivering pizzas (laughs) but uh yeah uh, it's uh Actually, it's uh, opened up a whole lot of things, and uh, I actually have a uh, plan to uh, plan of action now to uh, get in the Free State Project and move on out there. Oh, that's fantastic. We haven't even mentioned the Free State Project uh, yet tonight, but I know that there was a Domino's was hiring up here in Keene recently. I thank you for the call. I appreciate uh, hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up absolutely anything. We'll talk a little more about the Free State Project here coming up in hour number three. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live Hour 3, up next. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com.
This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. site actually allows you to uh, essentially encourage us to talk about different things by submitting show prep content to the site. Other listeners vote uh, vote on it, whether they like it or dislike it. The most popular items make it to the front page of our website, freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com sponsors the cam here on the show, and they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off of list price. Go over to MemoryDealers.com. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. We started the show out with uh, a a story about college and how even now some of the so-called experts are saying maybe it's not such a good idea. And, in fact, some people have been saying this for a long time, and I think they're absolutely right in many cases. I think the case in the case of the average person going to school for co- uh, going to college for something, they are likely going for something uh, for some kind of a liberal arts degree that is in no way going to help them get any kind of uh, of a job when they get out of school. They'll be left with a tremendous crushing level of debt hanging over their head that will never go away that will only get worse unless they can somehow manage to pay it off and in some cases that can be incredibly difficult we've heard from parents and grandparents tonight who are frustrated by the fact that they as co-signers on the uh, the college loans also now have uh, debt accruing on their credit records so there's all kinds of stories we've heard tonight. And of course, yours are welcome. You're also welcome to call in about whatever might happen to be on your mind at 800-259-9231. We actually started the show out uh, with a story from the AP about the this the situation in general, the debt that these uh, young people are taking on, You know, the fact that the, a lot of people are going to college without even really knowing why they're going to college. And the story started out by talking about a young lady who is going into uh, to a technical school for welding. And according to the story, she has been set on a welding career since she was 13 years old. She craves independence and has little patience for fellow students who seem to wind up in college more from a sense of obligation than anything else. She said, school's what they've been doing their whole lives, so they just want to continue because that's what they're used to. Now, her mother doesn't hide her disappointment. I think, by the way, she's absolutely right with that perspective. And that's what they're trained to do. They've been going to school. They're told they need to keep going to school. Hey, kids, if you want to be successful, now you have to spend some money to do it. Now you have to jump into this four-year college and or go longer than four years and throw a bunch of money down a hole on the chance, really a gamble almost in some cases, uh, that you'll be successful. I think this young lady has a pretty good head on her shoulder. She knows exactly what she wants, and she knows she doesn't have to go to the four-year school to get it. But mom is not so happy. She doesn't hide her disappointment over her younger daughter's decision. At the same time, she realizes that uh, her daughter may achieve more financial security than a college degree could ever provide. So she acknowledges the financial benefit of her going to the technical school. But here's what she says. It's sad to know she's going to miss that mind-opening effect of an undergraduate degree. What do you mean? Uh, like waking up in the morning, lying on the lawn uh, with a huge hangover? <laughs> 
I mean, when I when I see universities, this is largely what I see is just yeah. a, a lot Party of kids. Schools. Yeah, a lot of kids that uh, you know that have been had their hands held through government school and and by their helicopter parents off to the university where they put on weight and uh, get drunk. And this is this is really one of the attitudes that upsets me about uh, college is this. Well, I know what the world is about. I've been to college. In fact, she goes on, her mom says, to discover new ideas, to become more worldly. How does the co- how does college do anything but isolate you from the world? What do you mean, I mean by that? I, it's, it's, how does it make you worldly? I don't know. It's this, it's this a, it's academic... It's an isolated institution. Right. It's an ivory tower, the, the ivory tower world of academia. Most these of people, them aren't even ivory tower, but... These people, uh, the college uh, academics, the professors... Ivory split plan ranches. They don't interact with the real world. They're in their world of academia. They don't have to do the same things that the, the rest of the people in the real world do. So why anybody would take what they have to say uh, as, as you know the golden word, I, I don't know. Unless they actually have some sort of street cred and being successful outside of being a teacher. So that, that's kind of the, one of the things that really bugs me is this uh, snooty, I've been to college, so I know more than you do. As you mentioned earlier in the show, and you didn't get a chance to expand on it, Mark, education is not the same as college. I'm educating myself all the time. I, you know, I haven't been in college in more than a decade. Wait a minute. You mean you've been discovering new ideas without going to college? Absolutely. You get a, you get a better chance because you're not spoon-fed the ideas that they want you to have. Yeah, are they really new ideas in college? I mean, there's nothing. What, what's new there? Well, it's new to the person a lot who's of getting socialism it. Socialism, and there's a great deal of socialism taught by people who Keynesian economics. Yeah, that's for sure. Let's go with your phone calls. You're welcome to share your stories. And ladies, come first. Let's talk to Sally, listening in Washington. Sally, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark, listening to KBKW. Okay. Hi, Sally. I am. Are you there? Yeah, Can we're you right hear here. Me okay. What's on your mind? You sound great. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I graduated in 1972, mm. but, um, they had on the job training when I was in high school. I don't know how they do things now, but, um, I worked, I got picked, either the girls were candy stripers at the hospital and I did, I got picked in the high school office and from there I went to a Hamilton's business college, but I could not wait to get out of school. I wanted to be an airline that was my goal, which many girls from Iowa wanted to be airline stewardesses, you know, travel the world. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, what happened is I've, I come from a large family. There were seven kids, and I'm number six. A large family have a number. I'm number six. And um, so my older sister became a nurse and went to college at La Crosse, Wisconsin. So she's been a nurse for 40-some years. Good job. Mm-hmm. My second uh, sister became a school teacher and went to Mankato State in Minnesota. And then my brother, he went to Cedar Falls, Iowa, but then Vietnam happened. So he, but he didn't end up going to Vietnam because he's very smart. So he went to the Pentagon and learned like seven dialects of Russian. And then um, my my next sister, she went to. Um, Let's see, did she go to She didn't go to college. What about you? I'd really a, rather, rather know about oh, you. Oh, okay. So, well, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. But anyway, what I'm saying is when I, I didn't want to really go to school, but I went to this business college because I got picked to work in the high school, so I went that route. without. I didn't really know what I wanted to be. Like, my mm-hmm. sister knew she wanted to be a nurse. The other one knew she wanted to be a teacher. When I left, but um, I um, 
didn't complete. I went like it was a two-year thing. I only went a year or so, and I just didn't. wasn't My heart wasn't in it. I didn't want to go to school. Kind of like what you said. Why go right after high school? Yeah, you shouldn't. So if, you, if your heart's not in it uh, and you're not sure, it's a waste of money. You, you, you should not be there. I, I absolutely agree. So I I followed my older sister number two. To she got a job first in Fargo, North Dakota, and then she got a job in yeah, Chattanooga, Tennessee, in a black school. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I followed her down there, and she gave up teaching and joined a commune. So I went into this commune in Chattanooga, <laughs> Tennessee, and it's a growing commune. We were first called the Yellow Deli Ministry, and then they went up to Vermont. So what did you do? Called, uh, commune life, very interesting uh, to me. What kind of commune is it? Yeah, what did they do there? Well, now I'm just saying they went up to Vermont, and in, in 1984 they were the commune that was arrested by 80 Vermont troopers. They took the children away. They said the children had. I had already left the commune. I was only there four years. But my sister, I have two sisters oh, no. still in this community. Now it's called the Twelve Tribes Community. They have twenty-two communes. They're in nine countries, and I go see them, but I can't live that life. They, the best I can describe it is they live like the Amish people. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? They except dirtier. Huh? <laughs> except dirtier. They, do they keep their home clean? In the community? Yeah, the commune. Oh. I, I, they don't even like me to call it commune. It's community. It's very clean. Um, oh, that's I'm good. Gonna go see her. I'm glad. To, I'm glad see, to hear that. I've never seen a commune see, I'd ever wanted to spend any any real significant time in, but well, I haven't been in very just, many. It's a religious commune. Oh, you know I what see. I'm so they're not communists. They're not. Co- are they communists? To live, this is the thing. I don't like communism or socialism yeah. because. I, read I don't have time for the because, but I appreciate hearing from you tonight. I, um, we've got to get uh, some more thank folks you. on here, but thank you for the call. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition of the program. We're here in the studio to take your phone calls about, well, anything. 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Our features are free. We've got the webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com and you can watch, listen, and chat. Other listeners of the program are there in the chat room. The cam and the chat room are both on the same page. It's all free. So go to cam.freetalklive.com and get interactive and enjoy. Cam.freetalklive.com. Government school is necessary to prepare young people for citizenship. After all, where else could a curious and creative individual learn how to be a meaningless part of a large and uniform group of dependent followers who are constantly being watched, man managed and told what to do. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government-controlled education. Visit their new website, schoolsucksproject.com. Make a profile, join the forums, and help these ideas spread. That's schoolsucksproject.com, an appropriate uh, live read for tonight's topic as we've been discussing education, college, and whether or not it's, uh, it's a good deal. We've been hearing a variety of different stories tonight. Everything from a guy working at Pizza Hut with a master's degree to uh, to folks that have found some value in college to people that are $70,000 in debt and uh, with little hope of uh, of paying it off and people all all places in between. We still have a lot of people that want to th- uh, talk on this. 800-259-9231. Of course, you can bring up absolutely anything. Let's go first to Robin. Ladies, come first. Robin, listening in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how are y'all? Hey, Robin, what's on your mind tonight? 
Well, first of all, y'all are right. I'm one of the many who got a liberal arts degree. I got a Bachelor of Arts in a music business, which is kind of rare. But um, I personally, negatives and positives, like everyone's been saying, um, the negatives. I went to a private school, actually, so I'm a little different. And each semester, the tuition kept going up. Mm. So I kind of forced myself to get it done as soon as I could, like in four years. Mm. But on top of that, my degree was 145 hours. So it's like... I was taking 16 or 18 hours a semester in order wow. to get that done in four years. That's a lot. Now, but, full-time is considered uh, 12 hours, right? Yes, 12 hours. So with uh, music majors, you know, even music education, uh, the same amount of hours as a pre-med. So we end up taking a lot hmm. per semester. But um, with all that said, I really like college for the fact of the opportunities that are there. Um, I played collegiate tennis for two years, so I got to travel with all these awesome girls that I'm now really good friends with, so I wouldn't have got to do that outside of school. Now, wait a, sec- wait a second. My wife uh, played for a uh, women's amateur uh, soccer team in, in uh, Illinois when she lived there, There's the, and, and she was uh, semi, sort of semi-pro in the uh, racquetball uh, arena. She traveled all around the state and the country on these, so it, it, doesn't, it, it isn't contingent. No, but I also got free clothes and shoes and stuff like that because Adidas sponsored our school. Well, so Adidas may have sponsored your, 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 school, your school, but you paid a heck of a lot to go there, so it wasn't free. Yeah, what did this? Uh, what did the, the uh, four years cost you? Say it one more time. What, uh, what did you end up uh, with a, as far as debt load after for college uh, when you were all said and done? I was actually really lucky that my family helped me pretty much the whole way through, so mm. I don't have any college debt. Good That's for you. awesome. Actually. Yep. Good for you. So your, your family paid for the clothes and the shoes that Adidas yeah. uh, sponsored. Exactly, yeah, that's true, that's true. But also, um, I also did music, so I went with my college choir to Paris, which the school actually stipend a good amount of that trip for me. Um, and we sang in Notre Dame and um, Opera Garnier, where um, they have the family of the operas named after. So, I mean, I wouldn't have got to do that. I was in the boys' choir when I was in fourth grade, and they took us around and we sang for a lot of people. <laughs> Paris, though? <laughs> no, they, they did have trips but, like that. Uh, I don't think yeah. I went on them. I went on one to Boston, though. Hey, thanks. we got to move on. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. A lot of those things, what your point is, Mark, is that singing, sports, you don't have to go to school to do those things. Yeah, I, I went on a... Those, as a matter of fact, right after my last class in college that I took, because I never went back after this, I, uh, I, had a, I had a van and I drove it around the country for four months. It cost me $2,000. Gas costs a lot more than it did in um, mm-hmm. 1998, um, but I drove it around for for four months. I saw every monument, everything I wanted to see. Had an incredible adventure. Two thousand dollars—it's a heck of a lot less than a lot of people pay for college. All right, we continue. Um, more ladies. Jessica is on the line, listening in Los Angeles. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jessica. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, um, I actually this isn't about college. It's just funny. I'm actually okay. an English teacher at a public school, mm. um, so I understand the the push that kids are getting to go to college. But what I was actually calling about was I was listening to the podcast from yesterday and you read the article in Newsweek called The Modest Proposal and it was about the national ID card. Yeah, the Newsweek guy wants everybody in uh, America to carry a federal identification card, a passport of some sort. Yeah, which is completely ridiculous. And I was actually calling because um, I wasn't sure if anyone caught that, but it's actually a reference to Jonathan Swift's The Modest Proposal. It was a satire. And so he was actually the, I'm not sure who wrote the, the Newsweek article, but he was doing the same thing that Jonathan Swift did um, in railing against the government for coming up with these ridiculous rules for everyone to follow. 
That was satirical. Uh, I did not. And, and I didn't get the satire out maybe of it. Maybe I'm dense. Maybe it's because I didn't go to four years of college. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't get our degrees. You know, we're a little dumb. I, I definitely. Yeah, heard you know, that... I was an English major, so it was just like a lot of geeky reading. Um, but it it was a modest proposal by Jonathan Swift. Is actually when the British government wanted to figure out what to do with all of the Irish people and how do we get rid of all of these Irish people who keep having babies and mm-hmm. taking all of our money. Um, and so for a lot of people, what's happening now with illegal immigration is it's the same kind of mass hysteria and uh, xenophobia and ethnocentrism that's coming up again. And so I'm... He he did acknowledge he that. He he certainly acknowledged that, and and he he pointed out the xenophobia, and and I think we mentioned that uh, that we certainly agreed mm-hmm. with that point. But his conclusion seemed legitimately to be that he wanted to hear that he wanted a national ID card. I did not I did not detect sarcasm in in his proposal. Are you saying you um, did? You know, I might I might be wrong, but what brought it up for me was the fact that he called it a modest proposal. And what Jonathan Swift did was he said that we should just eat all of the extra Irish babies. And so for a lot of people, having a national ID card is about the same as eating Irish babies. And it's all about just taking away everyone's freedom and um, not giving people the right to to property and liberty and all of the things we're supposed to stand for. Um, and just taking that away for some ridiculous concept of protectionism and um, really what amounts to racism with the Arizona law. I like it. I appreciate what you have to say, and I appreciate you calling in on it. And, Jessica, thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. I don't know if I agree, because he seemed pretty darn serious. It, it did not, Mark, it did not feel to me to be a tongue-in-cheek article. It didn't to me either, but you know, this I, is, I, think I don't it's, know. I think it's in the most recent issue of Newsweek, or it's certainly on their website, uh, where one of their editors or their uh, their article writers gets on and just starts talking about how he wants a national ID card. I didn't detect sarcasm. It didn't seem like an onion story to me. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to Bob, listening in Delray Beach, Florida, to WFTL. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark. Hello? Uh, yes, how are you? Bob, uh, Rick, who's the What's on your mind? Okay, uh, well, sort of tell you a synopsis of my story. Went to college for a couple of years. Uh, was doing okay, but not that not that good. I wanted to go to law school, so I dropped out. So I dropped out for two or three years. Dropped out for thirteen years. Went back to the age of thirty-two. We're going to come back to you if you don't mind, Bob. Hang on. We will find out the rest of Bob's yep. story. We're getting different folks to call in tonight and share their experiences. With the college world, was it worthwhile? Did you get ripped off? Do you wish you could take it all back? Tell us about your experience. 800-259-9231 or, like Jessica, you can bring up anything. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Hey, the features there, they're free. 
You don't have to lay out a single dime to enjoy all the different stuff on our website, from our bulletin board system to the, the, the main site, the listening options, webcam, etc. All free for you at freetalklive.com. want to invite you to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is going to be a party in the middle of the woods of New Hampshire, and it is going to be a blast. Uh, it happens at Rogers Campground. This year, it's June 24th through the 27th, the beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, right next to the White Mountains. The view's incredible, but even more incredible are going to be the hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people who will be in attendance. People who already live here in New Hampshire, people like uh, Mark and myself who've made the move uh, from other places around the country and around the world, will be here, uh, will be there at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We'll come together, we'll socialize, we'll have fun, lots of different activities, lots of stuff happening. I can't go through it all right now. Go to porkfest.com to learn more about the event. Free Talk Live, as we always do, will be broadcasting live, so that's going to be a blast. I hear there's maybe even a casino night in the works as well, which is going to be a lot of fun. There's just so much happening. Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Pork is in porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Go and get signed up. I think as of tonight, it'll be too late for the early bird discount, but it's still, even after the early bird discount goes away, it's still only 25 bucks to get registered from what I understand. For this event, and it is going to be an absolute blast. Mark, are you looking forward to it? I, it's, it is an absolute blast is the yep. best way to describe it. It's one of the things I look forward to, I think, the most every single year. So Porkfest.com, as we go back to your phone calls. And by the way, the Porkfest, Porcupine Freedom Festival is brought to you by the Free State Project, which, of course, uh, Mark and I, we moved here to New Hampshire a few years back because of the Free State Project, because it makes sense to me that people that love liberty should get together. Instead of staying where they are and feeling alone and feeling isolated, get together with other like-minded people, and amazing things will start happening, and they already have. So come on up, porkfest.com. As we continue, uh, Bob, I think, is still with us listening in Delray Beach. Bob, I uh, wanted to make sure you got your thoughts out, so go ahead, sir. Okay, I'll... Uh... Make it a little uh, concise here. I ended up graduating college at the age of 38, went to uh, graduate school, got a master's degree, was accepted to law school, went halfway through law school when my dad got ill and passed away, and I never finished law school. So I ended up becoming a teacher. From being a teacher, I jumped to being a college professor. I'm a college professor now. And uh, recently, I, I went back. I'm in a doctoral program to get uh, get a doctorate. Now, when you hear how much I owe, you're going to fall off your chair. I'm ready. I'm um, waiting. You ready? You wait. Okay. I owe currently um, one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. Lord, <laughs> jeez! I bet my first house yep. was less than and that. And how how old are you now, if I might ask? Oh, I'm I'm fifty-four years old. Fifty-four years old, over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Do you think you're ever going to have it paid off in your lifetime? No. And absolutely not. How does that make you feel? Well, at first, primarily, it doesn't make me feel good. But after thinking about it a while, I I, I sort of rationalize it to myself. And uh, you know, uh, if the government so readily wants to uh, give 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 these loans freely to to students. And if the students end up uh, working and uh, paying taxes, and if it's beneficial to society to, to, to see this happen, that's fine. But ultimately, if the government doesn't get paid back on the loans, then ultimately, do they win or, or do they lose or do they break even? Um, the student obviously probably comes out ahead on the situation. 
Uh, you were talking earlier about uh, about bankruptcy doesn't help uh, you know paying back your loans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think student about loans three came. four years ago, there was a law put into effect that stated that you cannot discharge uh, student loans in a bankruptcy. But prior to that, you could. Thanks for the info, uh, and good luck. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your story, and I thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Garrett in California. Garrett, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Garrett, are you with us? Garrett going once. Garrett going twice. I'll tell you what, we'll put him back on hold. Maybe he'll come back later. All right, let's try instead. Jeff is gone. Let's try Sam listening in Delaware to WGMD-FM. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Sam. Um, my comment is that college education today sucks. It's like these 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 kids today just don't have a classical education. Um, I'm a construction worker, and for the last 10 years, I've been attempting to give myself a classical education. I've been studying language. I've been studying politics, uh, la-di-da-di-da. And it's like five members out of my family have been to college, and they're dumb as dirt. So now, have you been doing your own studies online, just kind of going out and going? No, about not online. Your... Not online. Old-fashioned books. But but you're doing it yourself. You're not going to school. You're not paying somebody else to tell you what to learn. I'm doing. I'm doing it myself. And what makes me say this is, the more I learn, the more I'm. I'm not that I think I'm smart because I don't. The more I learn, the more I realize I really don't know. Yeah. But it seems like kids today, college is more or less a white-collar trade school. It's like they go into college. And their only motive is hoping to make a lot of money, and, or to get laid and, and get it. drunk. You know, that's what they. I'm a lot sorry? of them just. A lot of them just want to party. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm saying when it's all said and done, all they really want to do is have a good job mm-hmm. and and la di da di da. And I think there's much more to. I mean, an education should teach you how to think. Mm. Like I have political conversations with all my relatives, which have all been to college. And it's like when it comes to politics, they have no clue what they're talking about. They might know who's who or this and that, but it's like they really don't know. Well, college is designed to do what you were talking about, and and the school system in general, all the way up from the government school in uh, in the you know very early days through college, is designed to uh, essentially crank out worker drones who will basically fill a role in some sort of a company and uh, never really question their place in life and uh, you know play out that role throughout their lives retire and then uh, be done in the you know they're they'll, they're done with their role in society and it's that's what it's kind of uh, built around it's it's to create people that really aren't uh, aren't critically thinking they are just kind of doing what they're told and and what they're fed into and that's right. Like, for an example, I was speaking to my niece. I'm 41, and, and I'm nothing more than a tribal hanger myself. But um, it's like I've taught myself a foreign language. I, I, I learn about politics. I, I now consider myself, I guess you would say a socialist, but I'm not going to, that's not really what I'm saying. But, you know, I believe in working class control, and I think, and I think these people are just taken advantage of. I think they need to reach out and, and really, really learn. And not just like, oh, I'm going to be an accountant and make a lot of money, and that's it. You think working class people should control people that aren't working class? No, I think I think the working class should control the country. That's all. What does well, that mean? I mean, aren't, aren't people that, don't, that aren't a part of the working class in the country? No. When you the say the country, class, do you mean the government? 
No, I don't mean the government. I mean, that, that is some people's definition of socialism. It's not my definition of socialism. So, uh, socialism to me means there's people who work and there's people who own. And I believe that the working class should run, run things, not... Don't they, because, don't they, in sort of in a way, because if you could get all the people in the working class to do the same thing, which is a fantasy, um, if you could get them to do the same thing, wouldn't everything stop? So therefore, all the working class people do control everything? I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm following you. Okay, yeah, you, really... you're saying that the working class people should control everything in the country, and I'm telling you that they do control everything in the country because no work would be done if the working class people didn't do it. So um, I'm saying that what you, what it seems like you're saying is is that if the working class people would do what I told them, what I think they should do, then they would be in charge. But they're doing what they think they should do, so they are in control. Well, no, I think I think they should get paid for their labor, and 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 I don't mean just. Like a construction where I mean, there's white collar working, white collar people who are working class too. Sure, and, and I'm pretty sure they are getting paid for their labor. I wish we had more time to get into this. You should call us another time, maybe on Monday night. We can really dig into uh, this idea, right. ideas of socialism. But we've got to get some other folks on here, and I thank you for the call tonight. Okay. But remember, we're on. Time. Yep, we're on six nights a week. So even if you don't get us on your local radio station, you can still listen at freetalklive.com. One more segment coming up. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. remaining moments there may be enough time for your call if you're on hold at least i'm not going to give you the numbers because the lines are loaded up with folks but it is in here tonight and mark and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com if you're enjoying this program and you want to help free talk live you can get your shopping done through us just go to amazon.freetalklive.com that'll take you to the world's largest internet retailer amazon you know them you've probably shopped there before so next time you shop at amazon just enter through our little portal and free talk live will get a percentage of amazon's profits actually it's i think it's like seven or eight percent of the entire net so go to amazon.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done and you'll help free talk live all at the same time amazon.freetalklive.com let's continue taking your phone calls calls uh, we've been talking about education all night long has it been worth it for you what is your story college was it worthwhile was it a big ripoff do you have a whole bunch of debt did you manage to succeed without going to college let's go to den listening in colorado den you're on free talk live with ian and mark den in colorado going once den in colorado going twice okay let's try oh hello i heard noise somebody's there hello <laughs> is this den can you hear me is this den yeah, this is Dan. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Um, hi, I just I just graduated from college recently, about a year ago, mm-hmm. um, with an engineering degree, um, and I managed to get a job. I just wanted to point out, um, you guys mentioned engineering science or engineering health and law, and I just kind of wanted to point out that those are probably three of the most heavily bureaucratic industries you could possibly get into. So, the college degree, you know. If uh, if you're dealing with a government company or something like that, which a lot of the companies do, because that's a lot of where the money comes from anymore, mm-hmm. 
um, you they'll they might audit your company and look to see make sure all your engineers have degrees and stuff. Um, you know, personally, I think it's ludicrous because uh, once you learn the math and once you learn how to read a textbook, you can do anything that I can do with a a, a degree. But it's it's structured in such a way that if you don't pay the price to get it, then yep. You got to get into the good old boys club, and that's how it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm not saying that 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 uh, you know somebody can't heal, somebody can't uh, practice law, or somebody couldn't uh, be an engineer without going to get the degree. But I don't think that you're going to have a very easy time practicing right. those degrees. And if that's what you're passionate about, that's what you should do. The industry is built to keep people out who haven't jumped through the same hoops right. as everybody else, and that's that's the way the cookie is uh, has crumbled, right? So, uh, anything else you want to share tonight, Dan? Um, no, that's all I wanted to bring Thanks up. Thanks for the call. Uh, we, we appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Vince, listening in Charleston, West Virginia, to WVTS. Hello, Vince. Hey, um, I was calling. I, I, I lived in a uh, college town in Morgantown uh, around WVU for about five years. I dropped out of school myself because I was an idiot. But uh, now I'm an electrician in the coal mines. I make $36 an hour, work 40-plus wow. hours a week. Um, so, I mean, I'm one of the rare cases that college really wasn't that important. I don't think that's rare. I don't think that's rare. I I think that uh, for a lot of people, college was a a complete waste or a near, near complete waste. Well, everybody that, that I lived around when I lived in Morgantown, they're all unemployed now or working fast food. They're not, none of them, their educations, I've got, you know, I've got, things in, in my garage that's worth more than their education was so you're so those you're saying the people you grew up with a lot of them went to college they got a degree and now many of those same people are either out of work or definitely not working in their trade where they uh, they got the degree right they're they're either in the coal mines or you know, and owing ungodly amounts of money i i would say that is a a common story i mean i've i don't have the numbers in front of me but as i mentioned earlier i've heard that it's 90 percent of people that get college degrees do not end up with a job in that uh, in that chosen profession and i don't think it's uncommon what you're talking about I mean, it, it that must make you feel a little good to know that you managed to uh, to do so well without having to jump through those same hoops yeah uh, if my, I'm a fifth-generation coal miner, and that's the only reason that, you know, the coal mines, which it, it's a dying industry. It's not something that's going to be around for the next two or 300 years. It, if coal mines are around for the next 20 years, I'll be lucky. Now, now that's a really dangerous line of work, though, right? I mean, you're getting paid 36 bucks an hour for a, a level of risk, are you not? Yes, I'm an, an, an underground coal miner, and, um, I mean, it's nothing for, for us the the coal industry for the people that do it um but a lot of people think oh it's scary back here it's wet it's dark no it's it's just like being in a hallway it there's no difference from being standing in my kitchen to being underground well, I mean, what, wait, just, what about inhaling the the coal dust or whatever isn't that uh, a hazard well from when my dad started 35 years ago to now the the technology and the safety and health advances are, I mean, mind-boggling. Really? We spray water. There's constant flows of water on our miner that keep the dust down. I mean, there's there's so many different um, procedures and things that we have to go through to keep particulate dust from entering our body. 
It's very interesting. I was I was unaware of that because whenever you hear about coal miners talked about today, it, they're still kind of pre- the job is still presented as though it was the same job as when it was in the 1800s. And I think it's uh, it's it's good to know that indeed those greedy uh, robber barons have indeed uh, spent the money that is necessary to invest in keeping their employees alive. There have been as a possible. couple of major coal coal accidents uh, recently, and I, I suspect yes, the industry is going to change here in the near future, though. Well, the thing that gets me is the year before the Sago accident was one of the best years as far as lowest fatalities. The same laws were in effect the year before. I think, um, don't quote me on this, but I think there was only like eight fatalities that year, and then Sago happened. And the same laws were in effect the year before, and we had such, such a low fatality rate. It's not the laws. It's just the practices. People get more or less, they, they just kind of get complacent and just don't really think about an accident happening. Yep. It, it, you, you kind of forget. Laws don't what keep you people do. safe. And in a lot of cases, the, the regulatory laws that are out there touted as keeping people safe are really just following the marketplace, that uh, the politicians will just pass a law that will mimic a direction the marketplace is already going. That way, the politician can essentially run out in front of a parade and say, hey, hey, I'm helping out over here. Yeah. And it's a and, bunch of nonsense. For, for an inspector to go in and write 60 violations is nothing because the violations they could be writing is a fire extinguisher in the wrong place mm. or a tag not being on a fire extinguisher. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many... Stupid um, nonsense. My, yeah, stupid rules and that do not help anybody, but they can find them 10, 12... $20,000. Right, it helps the, helps the government violation. regulatory agency when they get that money in, but that's about it. It doesn't, certainly doesn't help anybody productive. I thank you for the call and the story. I uh, appreciate hearing from you and the expertise. Uh, very interesting. Coal miner, first coal miner, I think, that we've ever talked to on Free Talk Live, at least that we've known of. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Let's Most get, people don't say their careers. Let's, that's true. Let's go to Janice listening in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Janice. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the educational system, uh, both here and in Canada. All right. Uh, because they're very similar, and I think that's on purpose. Hmm. Um, I think it's, it's more of a de-education system. And um, I think uh, the majority of the people that are out of work that have spent uh, thousands of dollars in in the U.S., both in the U.S. and Canada, can agree with that because it's not really about placing you. I mean, they sell a big, you know, they sell a big story. Um, they they want you to believe in yourself, and they they sell it to you. And, and believe me that a lot of these colleges uh, were uh, instituted by the very people that are in... Um, uh, politics now that are uh, at the forefront of politics now um, in both the U.S. and Canada. And so they sold uh, a bill of goods, and um, these these kids uh, got drawn into um, uh, wanting an education and wanting to... Um, uh, believe in themselves and, and believe in the country and believe in the politics, uh, you know, the political system behind the country. And um, they ended up being in debt. 
Yeah, and it really, with nowhere to go. At it, it really does seem like a big scam, doesn't it, Janice? It's a scam. And, it, and, and you're right, it is a scam that is instituted for the benefit of the uh, the people in power because really? because they're, they're, cr- they're, they're cranking out these uh, these drones, as I mentioned earlier. We're out of time, and I thank you for the call tonight. They crank out these drones, and then they, you know, they put them through these educational systems. They indoctrinate them into believing in things like the coercive state and, and things like government, uh, the idea that it's okay to use coercive force over our neighbors. These are things that are constantly taught and retaught and retaught, especially when uh, when they get into college. So they come out and they be, uh, you know, obedient little serfs for the rest of their lives. See you Monday night. Enjoy your weekend. FreeTalkLive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.